Oh my god, <laughs> that was so out of time and unreal. Trading Bear, how are you? Delighted, delighted to be back. Yeah, very well, thank you. And you're back in your very own show, like in a very own like spin off of the High Wide and Handsome Main podcast and the Trading Bear. It's kind of like a it's I know. Thing. What is happening here? Yeah, so basically, I think our little segment was making the other podcasts way too long. Um, so I consulted with the community, and I think like 68% of people or something thought it'd be better to have our own little 20 minute or however long it goes on sort of other show but on the same podcast. So some people are going to get a bit of an, a, like a scare tonight whenever High Wide and Handsome is available a day early, and then they're going to see it's us. Because <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really publicized it or talked about it, but um, maybe we'll announce it today. But yeah, it's going to be the same as it always has been at the end of the other podcast. But now, I suppose if this is what you're here for, you can just tune in just for this. And if you don't listen to it, you don't have to, but you should. Have you any thoughts on it? Yeah, I was just going to say, are we actually officially sponsored by any ice creams yet? Or are we still waiting? We're not, but we should be. Um, he normally comes at around two o'clock. Uh, what's his name? Luigi's Ices or something. The man is off his rocker. But um, Luigi, oh, he's got a name. Oh, fantastic stuff. I think it's Luigi. I think there's like two of them. I think there's a bit of a turf war going on at the moment. I think there's another guy like Freddy's Ices who just doesn't sound quite as Italian and authentic. But cool, Freddy versus know. Luigi. That, that's I it. know. An ominous battle there. <laughs> It sounds like a horror movie, but um, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully, he sponsors us in the future. Some people won't get that reference if you're new to the podcast, but look, stick around; it'll become evident. What we do on this podcast then is we're going to go through the three biggest risers of the last week, the three biggest fallers, and then Trading Bear is going to give us a prospect player, someone he likes to look of going forward. Um, I'd say we'll jump straight into the biggest risers, will we? Yeah, let's go for it. Uh, the biggest riser of the week was Ilkay Gundogan, who's up forty-one percent by forty-eight pence to one sixty-four. Yeah, I, I don't know what to make about this one. I, in my mind, he's not a good buy, and I say that because he's Man City. Obviously, got an injury crisis at the moment with Rodri now being out for five, six weeks. The, the centre backs, Laporte, is obviously out until end of January at least. Um, so Gundogan's got his game time there, but he's playing as a DM. And although he took his goal really, really well um, against Villa uh, at the weekend yesterday, it was a great volley on the on the on the take. But I, I actually thought, haven't even seen the match. I didn't get it to see match of the day. It was great technique to score the goal, uh, and he deserved it. But I, I thought he was fortunate to grab the goal on on the weekend that everyone bought into him, and his his rise. I mean, forty percent in, in one week for. For a player like Gundogan, who's who offers little goal threat in the position that he's playing now, if he's playing further afield, further up front with De Bruyne and maybe Fernandinho sitting behind him, then my opinion would be different. But for for his current position, playing as the DM, the defensive midfielder, I think he's gone up too much for me. So, what would you give him in terms of stars? He, he's a two out of five for me. Yeah, do you know what I was thinking? Just to be less boring, we could change stars to something else. Like, how many bears would you give him, or how many ice creams would you give him? It's two flakes out of five for me. 
two flakes out of five. We've got it. That's what it's going to be going forward. Um, and for people who are new, because you might this might be the first time you've actually listened to this segment because it's standalone. We go through the player, and then Bear gives us a rating out of how many five flakes being the best. If it's five flakes, go and remortgage your house and buy the player. If it's one, get out, and you can kind of go off that. Uh, Christian Pulisic is up forty one percent as well to two eighty nine. He's up eighty four p. Yeah, Captain America himself, as he's been labelled uh, across yeah. the pond. He's a real interesting case, Pulisic. He's he's one of those that obviously bought in for big money. Was it forty five or fifty million over the close season? I don't actually know. And he, he rose a lot. And was he two pound eighty something now off the top of my head? Two eighty nine. Two eighty nine of ten minutes ago. Okay. Um, obviously, he scored a hat trick, so that's why he went up fifty p. Um, but it wasn't just the goals; it was all round performance that really impressed uh, not just myself but um, everyone watching that game. If he can now turn that performance into a regular, consistent basis, there's there's no reason as to why he can't hold that price and and push on. He, I mean, he, he he was bought in as a direct replacement for Eden Hazard, and on that performance, and it is only just that one performance alone so far, he fully deserved the the, uh, the comparison. Now he needs to re- replicate that, obviously, but he's 21 years old. He is the 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 shining hope for American football. So. If he can maintain that, he's obviously going to have the MB as well. And it's and it, on a side note, it's worth uh, pointing out that MB currently there's going to be 21 days in January of MB. And don't forget the new dividends that come into play this Friday, November the second, on full MB days. So that's days where there's no actual football being played. The top three is going to be played: five p for the first MB, three p for the second, and one p for the third. And so, if Pulisic maintains this form, he could attract a fair amount of that. So. He's he's he could go either way for me. Yeah, you said I think January would be more dominated by the transfers, but and I can't see him going anywhere. But I do think going forward, he's definitely shown his NBA credentials. Um, I think if he does put in strong performances, he has the chance. Where there's players who could go and get two goals. Let's say Danny Ings scores two goals, he's probably not going to win anyway. No. Um, but I think if Pulisic does, he's the type of player that can. Um, how many? What were you going to say? I was actually going to disagree with what you just said, actually, rather rude of me. But his actual <laughs> um, baseline PB score isn't that great. And, I mean, it's hard to reflect because he scored a hat-trick, so of course he's going to have a big score. But his baseline isn't particularly good. So he is going to need to score those two goals or, or, or more, or two goals and assist to, to be in with a shower of taking the, taking the divs. But my point being that if he continues that form, there's no reason why he can't get two goals or, or two assists in a game. Mm. So you see, I, I was saying he was kind of proven on the MB front. Oh, the um, MB, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I certainly agree PB, with the MB. Yeah. I haven't a notion to be honest. I haven't looked at his scores, but he doesn't seem like a particularly high score, especially when Mason Mount's there on corners and free kicks and things. And if, if you want a direct comparison, his PB game is similar to Sterling, Raheem Sterling. All right. So high peak scores maybe, but not a high baseline. Correct. Yeah, exactly right. What would you give him in flakes? In flakes, uh, it would be. Uh, it depends how hungry I was. It, it, if I <laughs> if I was feeling confident that he could replicate that form on a on a long term basis, I, I would actually give him a four out of five uh, flake rating. But if he flakes away, dare I say, oh, um, <laughs> that was bad, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, then I then I would give him two out of five. Yeah, I think I think the next few weeks would be big for him in terms of if he doesn't do it on next weekend, there'll be a bit of a sell off. I would speculate. Yeah. Do you yeah. 
because I mean the forty one percent a week is astronomical. Yeah. Um, but look, time will tell. Um, the next biggest riser is Angel Di Maria, up forty two p forty two p, which is thirty two percent to one seventy four. Yeah, I mean, this one caught me off guard a little bit. I, I bought him at pound twenty, thinking, oh, I'm not sure about this trade. I, th- I think he might have, bear in mind his age, I was thinking, oh, has he peaked a little bit too much? Is, is this a good trade? But but I bought him anyway, because he had a nice fixture. He then went and got uh, a hat-trick of assists midweek, and I thought, oh, brilliant. I've made my 20p, fantastic stuff. I'll get my dividends, and I'll sell them in time for the weekend fixture. So I made my 20p per share, thought, brilliant, great trade. And then he carried on rising. I couldn't believe it. He went even up to pound <laughs> eighty, I think it was, before um, a certain trader. <laughs> Ironically, I think his username was Never Win. <laughs> he, he must have had thousands of them because he sold seven, eight P's worth. This was just one trader and, he, and Demura dropped by eight P or something. And then he went down to pound seventy odd. For me, though, it, it very much depends upon Neymar. When Neymar's not playing, Demura's prospects rise dramatically and when Neymar's back on the pitch vice versa he drops dramatically now Neymar's still out for another two three weeks I think uh, and given his current injury record in the past year or so it looks promising for Demira but I, I think if you're holding anything from pound forty to the pound fifty mark I, I think you're not going to do too much harm to yourselves there anything above pound fifty, certainly when Neymar's back on the pitch I'd be a little bit wary yeah so what would you give him flakes three out of five flakes for Demira Three out of five flakes. Uh, we're going to the biggest fallers. The biggest fallers, okay, we'll pick out a few select ones because there's a few boring ones in there. Uh, an interesting one is Teji Savanier is down 8% by 20 pence to 235. I mean, had you told me three weeks ago that Savanar's price is £2, what did you say, 35? Yeah. Savanar's price is £2.35, and that is after a drop of 8%. I would have called you, I don't know what you would have called you, Calypso maybe. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's it's astronomical. His price is obviously based on his performances. Well, it's based on two things, really. It's based on his performances from last year where he was just an absolute PB monster. I mean, for his price, I think he started off at 98p and, and he rose and rose and rose and he was just, he, t- he took everything for his for his old team and he was on corners, free kicks, and he dominated PB and rightfully so, his price, price went up and up. He then moved to Montpellier he got injured early doors and he was around about £1.10 and he and he did what all injured players do when they're not playing. They seem to go up uh, counter-initiatively. But he went up and up and up and then he came back last week and uh, his comeback performance. He played for the last 30 minutes and I think he scored something like 90 or 100 PP points. And people extrapolated that piece of data, that 30 minutes worth of play, to give him a score of 350 or something silly over a full match. And based on that 30 minutes alone, his price went through the roof. And it went up 60, 70p to, what was it, £2.50 maybe, I think he peaked up. And then, of course, lo and behold, he doesn't score at the weekend and his price goes down again. £2.30 for Montpellier, a team not in Europe, playing once a week maximum. I think that's just too much. No, no matter how, how much he does settle, and, and he may well prove to be a very good PB player at Montpellier as well. I think he's overpriced. I think for me, his natural price should be around about the one pound seventy mark. One pound seventy. So I assume you're not going to give him too many flakes. No, I'll give him one flake and uh, some sprinkles on top. I think one and a <laughs> half. The another big faller of the week of note is Rehad Mares. He's down to two forty one, nineteen pence down from two sixty to 
at seven percent. Yeah, he's another interesting one. Where again, he goes one of two ways based on who's playing his team. Now, by that, I mean he's been severely affected by Benjamin Mendy. Rather strangely, you might uh, ask at the first first port of call. Now, why has he been affected by Mendy? Man City's play switches from the right flank where Mahrez is to the left flank when Mendy's back. Mendy plays so far advanced and pushes on so much with his attacking ability that Man City switch their play from right to left. And that, of course, means Mahrez has less time on the ball, less involved, and hence his PB stats drop. It also depends slightly on Kevin De Bruyne. If Mahrez has got Kevin De Bruyne behind him, then he's got someone else to feed him with balls, feed him with chances, and his BB scores goes up. So if Mendy's not playing, and let's say Zinchenko's playing left-back, or Cancelo's playing on the left-back as opposed to right-back, where he's playing now, and Kevin De Bruyne is playing behind Mahrez, then Mahrez is a great option. And of course, Mahrez needs to be starting himself to be, to be that great option. If Mendy's back playing, though, and let's not forget that Zinchenko's now out for four or five weeks as well, then Mahrez really suffers because of that. And he's not first choice at the moment. Benjamin, um, not Benjamin, uh, Bernardo Silva's back as first choice in the right wing. So he's back to his annoying sub role where he plays some some games and not the others. So £2.40, maybe a little bit overheated for him. But if he is starting games, then he certainly does challenge for BB. So he's a, when he's starting, he's a four out of five flake player. When he's not, he's obviously a one flake player. So if we take the average there, two and a half or two flakes in the sprinkles on top for for Mahrez, I think. Yeah, he's a he's a funny one. I think his classification of being a forward is is if he was a midfielder, he'd kind of he'd definitely be a one flaker. But I think his forward classification means that his score can be a bit lower to compete. Normally, I completely agree. Yeah, and I hold him, and I continue to hold him at purely on the point that you just raised there because he's classified as a forward. Obviously, with these dividends, there's a lot of money uh, being ploughed into the midfielders because they're the ones who get the big PB scores. But I think traders are, are forgetting slightly that there's less competition for forwards and defenders. So if, if there is a key forward player like Amaro's when he's when he's playing, or or a Memphis Depay or Ronaldo in that forward category. And they've got less competition compared to the midfield. So I think I think traders can sometimes forget that. But if he's not playing, then obviously he's not going to win. <laughs> That's it, yeah. Um, we move on to Myron Baudou, uh, down 15 pence to 162. That's 8.5%. Yeah, Baudou, the striker for AZ Alkmaar, um, playing alongside uh, my much-fancied striker, Calvin Stings. Had a great result. I don't know whether you were aware of their, their score in Europe, but they won 6-0 against Astana, the Kazakhstan side, in the same group as Manchester United, obviously. Uh, so that was a huge result for them. And, and Bodu actually scored, as did Stengs. But there was no price movement at all. Very little for Stengs. Stengs went up 3p, and, and Bodu's actually dropped, as you've just mentioned. Now, as to why that's the case, well, we've seen these youth players, these youth non-PB players drop as a result of the the heavy influx and favouritism towards the PB, rightfully so, for the new dividends coming up. So we've seen the youth drop and um, drop off a little bit. And Doen, Ritsu Doen, the Japanese lad at PSV, he's another one that dropped off. Halland's dropped a little bit. Um, uh, I can't pronounce his name, but Halland's team at, at um, Salzburg. So Bosley, I 
badly mispronounced that name. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a really tough one. <laughs> Sbalazny. But, but you know about that, the Hungarian 18-year-old yeah. lad. Uh, we just call him Dom. I call him Dom, yeah. I mean, I, I called uh, uh, Congo. I called him Dr. Congo last week, and I've called Spau Spaghetti Bolognese in the past. So why not add one more to mix it? That's another one of the chance. I'm going to make a blooper reel at the end of the season. <laughs> There'll be plenty of material. <laughs> but going back to the point, I mean, that, that is why Bodu's dropped down, because there's there's been a, a shift from non-PB youth to PB midfielders. Yeah, so that's what it explains a lot of drops. And to be fair, it explains why. Like, I mean, I've even sold what I held in Daniel Malin, I think, like two weeks ago, maybe. And I've, I think Hallen's on the list to either go or maybe he's gone. I can't remember, but it just. Um, I, I sold Hallen last kinda, week. That trend is over. It, it is. I yeah, mean, I think that trend's gone. I, I think it's a little bit harsh on both those players because both those players have had a fantastic season. Um, Malin and Hallen have been banging the goals this season, but through no fault of their own. Their prices just got too much. Mallon, Mallon was £2.50-odd last time I checked, and Halland was £3.25. And you're looking how much... Because they're out-and-out goal scorers as opposed to PB players. So similar to what Jovic did last season at uh, Frankfurt. And you're thinking, realistically, without a PB game, how much can their price continue to rise? So I think it's a right decision to get out of those players. Yeah, the thing that got me with the likes... Actually, I'm just checking there. I sold Haaland a few days ago. I got out of Malin there at 284, which was pretty decent. Yeah, great, great. I'm not sure. I was happy with that one, but I should have got out of Haaland at the same time, I think. Um, but the thing was, I was looking at him, and for his price of whatever it was, like three, 350 or something? Haaland? I don't know. Yeah, what did he rate? Reach? What's he at now? Alan peaked at three pound forty three, I think, something like that. Yeah, like if you look at the best strikers in Europe, and you look at like Lewandowski, who is banging them in mm-hmm. every day, every what game. He's only two forty one. So I know, I know, there's the age factor. I mean, I'm not, I'm not an agent, but Haaland, the way I was kind of looking at him was, even if he gets the transfer, he would want to be scoring goals in a much higher league and. Uh, like higher competition than he is at the minute. Now I know he's done well in the Champions League, so I know he can step up. But he'd want to be scoring hat tricks every other week, and he would want to be putting in huge PB scores to maintain a price. Like yeah, that. No, no, I agree. Um, the, the only if you are currently if you listen to this and you are currently holding Haaland, I think the thing to maybe hold on to if you do want to hold on to is obviously he will at some point move to a bigger club. Now, if that bigger club happens to be in the Premier League, say Manchester United or Liverpool, for example. Then his price could go to anything, and it could go to four, five, six pounds. I mean, and that would be the one positive if you are looking to hold on to him. But certainly, there's, there's yeah, there's more risk than reward at his current price. Yeah, I was kind of going through negatives because that's why I sold him. But then, I mean, if you're even looking at like Memphis Depay there, who's a forward. I mean, he's youngish. He's not too young, but he might be twenty five, twenty six. Um, I mean, he's sitting at three sixty three. So there is there is scope for forwards to be at that price, and obviously, if Premier League links happen. I think the, the difference with Depay um, is, uh, especially compared to Haaland, is he's playing for Holland as opposed to Norway, so he's guaranteed to play in the Euros in the summer. But more importantly, yeah, Depay has a, a PB game as well. Like, I mean, I think he won yesterday, actually. Um, he so, did, yeah. Whereas if Depay scores, then he has a very realistic chance of winning the forward category. Whereas if Haaland scores, certainly just one or two goals, well, he scored two goals in, in the Champions League game. He's still not going to be anywhere near winning winning the divs, so that's why Depay is rightfully priced at the three pound thirty mark. Yeah. Um. So, how many flakes would you give Budu? I don't know if we did that already, did we? No, I don't think we have. Um. 
it's currently, I mean, he's still young, obviously, so he's got that transfer threat uh, sometime in the future. But if you're looking at the next two, three months, he's a one out of five flakes for me. Okay. And we'll move on then to your prospect player trading bear. Sure, yeah. Okay. So as usual, uh, I'll give you free clues. And I have to try and guess. Here we go. I actually nailed it a couple of weeks ago, I think. But I was very impressed yet. Yeah. Who was it? The one I can't remember who it was. Was but... it um, your man, Dangana? Oh, that's it. Yeah, the West Brom, West Brom lad on loan from West Ham. Yeah, Dangana. Yeah. Yeah, very impressed now. Uh, move on to today's one, though. Your first clue, then. He is a top 10 player with regards to his PB stats. Top 10 player with regards to his PB stats. I'm going to you just... get one guess per clue, by the way. One guess per clue. Top 10 player, PB stats. Um, I'm going to go Daniel Parejo. Just... That's a fine guess. Uh, and Pereiro being the second highest player based on PB stats alone. Incorrect, though. Nice okay. guess. Okay. Second clue. His team are currently fifth in La Liga. His team are currently fifth in La Liga, right? Do I know the La Liga standings off the top of my head? Absolutely not. Could I have a... Who is probably up and in and around it? <sighs> okay. I don't know where Sociedad sit. I'm going to go... No, Odegaard wouldn't score that highly, would he? Cazorla? Odegaard? I'm going to go Odegaard for the crack. Another fine guess, but another incorrect guess. The reason why they said that they're fifth currently, uh, Sociedad had just won. As we were recording this at half past one on the Sunday, by the way, Sociedad had just beat Celtic Vigo 1-0. They currently sit second in the table. Oh, jeez. And that is only on goal difference. Take away goal difference, they're on joint top with Barcelona. It's very tight at the Liga. Yeah. Um, I'll just read off the table, actually. Barcelona, 19 points. Sociedad, 19 points. Atletico Madrid, 19 points. Real Madrid, 18 points. And the prospect players team on 18 points as well. Your last clue, then. He likes to deliver presents in the festive season. He Santa Cazorla. Oh, is, Santa Cazorla is it? <laughs> <laughs> or Santa Clausora, <laughs> as some people like to call him. Okay, so I got, I got it in the third guess with a very generous uh, uh, clue. Yeah, so Santa Cazorla, he's currently priced at £1. So Cazorla, then, he's already got four scores of 200-plus this season. Uh, that's his PB scores with an average PB score of 141. So he's incredibly consistent. Now, he will always be challenging because of this, uh, especially in home matches where he's played in that number 10 attacking role. Downside to Gazzola, as I'm sure you know, uh, is his age. He's 34 years old, so he's not going to get any younger. But this is reflected in his price of £1. So all he's got to do is win PB just once all season, really, to return a 10% yield with, with a new dividend payouts. Now, if you bear in mind, he's already won PB this season already, four weeks ago. So if you're looking for a PB player, but you can't afford, uh, sorry, you can't afford the heavy hitters, uh, the likes of Pereira, who you mentioned, uh, Pjanic or Cruz, who are £3 plus these days, then Santi is very much your man. Now, other than his great season to date stats, why have I selected him this week? Well, let's have a look at his immediate fixtures. This Thursday, the 31st of October, Halloween, Villarreal take on 17th placed Ibeir in a single match day, or rather bronze match day, as uh, they've now been somewhat sensibly, in my opinion, rebranded to. After that fixture of Ibeir, they take on Atletico Bilbao next Sunday, so this time next week, at home in a 1pm kickoff. Now, the timing of this kickoff is crucial because it's 1pm, the match will finish, 
by the time of the new dividend deadline of 3pm. So should Cazorla score really well in that match, people can still buy them and get the dividends as well. Not just the IPD dividends, but the PB dividends as well. So expect him to fly on that basis if he does score well. Mm. After that, Villarreal have games against Mallorca and Celta Vigo, both on Sundays again. So that completes a nice run of fixtures in the short term, the next three, four weeks. So with the new dividends in action from this Friday, a cheap guaranteed PB starter who regularly plays 80 plus minutes, he carries a significant goal and assist threat. This week's prospect player is Santi Cazorla. Santa Clausola, as the clue would <laughs> I don't even know make him out to be. Great uh, great work there. I think you've I think it's very interesting points actually on the timing of the dividend increase and the deadline change. Um so yeah, I definitely I'm definitely gonna buy some, I think. So everyone else go and buy them and make his price go up. Pump, pump, pump. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say to you? Um, yeah, I suppose everyone who's listened to this new kind of layout of the show, let us know what you think on social media. Um, if you're kind enough, leave a rating. And if you really want to, I mean, you could always submit us a little Trade and Bear intro tune and we'll try and incorporate it some week. Anything else, Trade and Bear? Nope, nothing further to add. Perfect. Well, look, we'll wrap it up there, and I suppose we'll we try and make it happen next Sunday as well, if it, if it suits you. Superb stuff, yeah. Look forward to it. Great. See you later.